Because Money was originally recorded as a video podcast, so there may be visuals that don't carry through to this audio-only version. Please visit becausemoney.ca to see the show notes, related links, and more. And we are live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Because Money podcast. This is episode seven. It is the new year. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we're back. And yeah, so a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, as usual, I'm Jackson Middleton, joined by Sandy Martin and Rob Engen. We are your hosts, and we have a very special guest, but I will let Sandy introduce her. I'm just going to get some housekeeping uh, out of the way. If you'd like to join the conversation tonight and you're on Twitter, hit us on the hashtag BecauseMoney, and I will be uh, the social moderator. We'll we'll get your questions in. If you got questions for our guest or us or you want to you know, put in your two cents, let us know. We'd love to hear from you and include you. So uh, other than that, if you're uh, catching this on YouTube after the fact, we, we broadcast every Wednesday night. You can check becausemoney.ca. Uh, that's the website. I'm sure the times are on there, and we're excited about this. So without further ado, Sandy, why don't you introduce our guest, and then I think we're talking about weddings and time-traveling pants or something like that. So. <laughs> time-traveling pants. Oh, dear. Time-traveling hey. jeans. So our guest today is Melissa Leong, who... Um, she says she she's been married for a while. October. <laughs> she's been married since October. Months. <laughs> Whole months. <laughs> Across two years. <laughs> it feels like a long time. <laughs> and um and she's a reporter for the Financial Post. She does the personal finance reporting and she does the most wicked videos you've ever seen. They're oh fantastic. my goodness. That's so oh I love them. Day. Such a huge fan. Um, and she has a hashtag of her own, NP Save a Lot. So um, I've been following all of the little saving tips that you've had for your wedding. And we know this is, we as women know that this is wedding season. <laughs> it's not yes. June, it's now. Yep. This so is you... the most popular month for uh, engagement. So right. everybody is uh, in wedding planning mode if uh, they got asked that special question during the holidays. So. <laughs> Time to spend some money. Yep. <laughs> Open your wallet. Dump it all out. So we know you weren't going to have a potluck in your backyard, but what were the ways that, like, let's just dive right in. What were the ways sure. that you were thinking, I'm going to save some money for this wedding? Okay, so I embarked, uh, earlier this year, I embarked on this this campaign to try to save money in, in all aspects of my life, and so I felt obliged to do so when I was getting married. Um, but when I asked for, when I asked for, you know, savings tips, like when you guys, when you guys asked for savings tips for getting married, what did people say? I mean, I got things like, oh, you know what, just have a barbecue in your backyard and, and yeah. just buy your dress at Le Chateau and no problem, it's going to be great. And I was like, I don't want that kind of wedding, but get, thank you. Get married on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yep. At 5 a.m. Yeah. Yep. Don't invite anyone, just elope with you and your husband. And so, no, I wanted to have, uh, I wanted to have a fabulous party. I wanted to have a great wedding. And so I just tried to, to save in, in uh, every little way that I could. So I didn't get married on a Tuesday. But I did get married on a Friday, and it was it was like 17% cheaper than uh, if you were to get married on a Saturday. So I saved a little bit there, and plus because I got married in the off season, I got married in October. The venue was awesome; they were a lot more willing to negotiate everything. So me and my husband, we basically chose like the base, like the cheapest package we could at this venue that we loved and then negotiated everything. We just said, okay, well we have the base package. Can we have lobster? Uh, can we have steak? Can we have another extra hour at the bar? And they were so great. They were willing to because, um, you know, it's a Friday and the off season. So 
it's and a good way. And it's, and it's a lot like uh, thinking about your own kind of financial goals, right? What's important to you about it? And, and there's so, you know, the vendors are coming at you in so many different ways, you know, from the, if you get a DJ or a band and a limo and, and flowers and everything that uh, you, you have to think of what are you willing to splurge on, I guess, if you want to have that, uh, you know, that elegant wedding or that big party. And, and what don't you really care about? And I think, right. Sandy, you kind of touched on that a little bit too, um, the stuff you'd go back in time with. What uh, what did you say you'd keep versus what would you throw away? <laughs> well, i keep the guy. Yeah. <laughs> keep him. That's good. Keep That's good, yeah. I was talking to him actually about it today at supper over tacos, glamorous life that we lead. And um, he said he he maybe wouldn't have invited all the people that we invited, our whopping 105 people, but he would have... Uh, yeah, he would have been happy when I told him that I wanted to wear jeans. Keep him, wear jeans, and have a lot more food, more chairs, uh, and that's about it. Less ceremony, definitely no DJ. <laughs> but, of course, I wouldn't have listened to myself. If I had appeared in front of me, I would have said oh, horrible things to myself and stomped <laughs> off in a huff and never spoken to myself again. <laughs> so I don't want Oh, go ahead, Melissa. No, no, I was just going to say, you brought up a really great point, Rob, which is the, um, it's hard to have that conversation with people where you ask, what should I do, what would you do, where would you save, because everybody puts, you know, priorities in different places, and so, I mean, I didn't have a traditional wedding, I thought I had a pretty uh, loose, you know, relaxed wedding, but uh, I spent the money where I wanted to spend it, so that was kind of, you know, you make choices and sacrifices, so did I want the ice sculpture? Of the swan, no. So I will spend that money on, um, you know, uh, maybe a dessert table or something. So it's kind of like that either-or situation, yeah. which I think most brides kind of get lost in, which is that whole white blindness thing that they call it in the uh, industry, where people just are like, I want everything. I want the swans. I want the ice sculptures. I want the crazy $4,000 dress, and um, et cetera, et cetera. So. And how many people did you have at, uh, or attended your wedding? I cut my uh, wedding list down uh, from maybe 150 to 110. So basically, I said, if you're not in Toronto, you can't come. Sorry. Yeah. My mother was very angry about that. She wanted to invite her <laughs> friends and this and that, and I was like, no, not happening. <laughs> so what, one of the uh, articles that kind of spurred this uh, discussion on was uh, there was one in the Globe and Mail. It was it a couple months ago already? So, uh, they were talking about. Um, they, they're a couple that was in debt. I think I think it was mostly student student debt and a car loan, mm. and then they had uh, planned and budgeted like to the penny for this like twenty five thousand dollar wedding, and they had they had a whole plan on how they were going to pay it back, and I think they were going to go into a little bit of debt to to or extra debt I guess to um, pay for it all, and then they had a plan to pay it off within twelve months. And so, you know, of course, the comments were all, you know, you guys are crazy. You have all this debt. You shouldn't be doing this for, you know, a big waste of, uh, or like one, a one-day waste of money when you could put that towards paying off everything. And, uh, you know, I, I think Sandy kind of touched on that too. You just, you're not in that, I guess you're not really in that frame of mind. It's easy to go back and say, oh, I wouldn't have splurged on this, this, and this. But my take was there... Um, you know, at least they had a plan and they were aware of what the costs mm -hmm. were and, and, the, and the budget and they had a plan to pay it off. Was it the wisest use of their money? Maybe not, but, you know, they knew what was important to them and I guess having a big wedding where they can have all their friends and family was. So I, so I have a question then. So now that we have had, I mean, 
Melissa has all of three months, four months <laughs> distance. But three now that we all regret, no. <laughs> now that we all have some distance from, I mean, we all got married, we all had the day. Is there something? I mean, obviously somebody got drunk and you know threw chairs or whatever. But is there something? That's not true. None of that happened. Um, is there something that you would have changed? Looking back, when you looked forward to your wedding and you thought, this is what my wedding has to look like or it's not going to be the wedding that I'm dreaming of, if you had that, now looking back, is there anything that you think, man, I didn't really need that actually. Funny that I should have thought it was so important. Anyone? <laughs> um, you know what? You know, it's, I, I, uh, maybe I'm biased because I'm too close to it and if I've gotten to my, my time time-traveling jeans. I would just be going back to a few just since like a month ago. Um, but honestly, my wedding was the happiest, most fun day of my life, and I think I went into it with uh, a pretty good attitude because I had written about it for the Post uh, and had spoken to wedding planners and spoken to people, and a lot of them sort of put things in perspective. They said, it's not about the wedding, it's about the marriage. And so prior to the uh, when I was planning for the wedding, I really tried to involve my husband, Sean, and we talked a lot about you know where we want to put our priorities. We did a lot of, um, I don't know. I, I I I would I bought a lot of books on marriage and tried to think about that in general rather than thinking about this one day. I, I tried to just not to put so much pressure on on this particular day. So uh, I uh, did not splurge on you know coming in on a horse or having any of that. Uh, but I spent a chunk of money. Like the average the average wedding I think costs. Twenty-three thousand, according to Wedding Bells magazine, and I probably spent yeah, I probably spent close to that, including everything. Hmm. So I read, I read that, I've read that statistic before, and um, you know, I guess our, I don't know, our parents still kind of expected to foot a little bit of the bill or all the bill. What's the what is any is it anything goes now or is I'm jumping still? in. Can I can I jump in on that? <laughs> yeah, please do. I'm jumping in. He or she who pays for the wedding feels they have control over the wedding. And that was one of the things that we were like, no, it's we will be paying for it. It's not going to be very flashy. We had over 400 people at our wedding, and wow. it cost us $3,000. That's it. I think we picked up the burgers from Costco for our park Set, like we we had the ceremony in the church, and then we had a Highland Games in the park. We bought two. We we thought coolers were too expensive, like so we bought kiddie pools and filled them with ice and threw in random assortments of drinks. And we honestly, I had my groomsmen. I told them they were barbecuing. We had six barbecues, and all we did was barbecue in the park. Really, really bad hamburgers, but it didn't matter. I mean, <laughs> I think our wedding altogether uh, was uh, just under three thousand bucks, and that included buying all of the uh, kilts for my gentleman and the bridesmaids or the yeah bridesmaids. I guess with the people that stand up, uh, all of their dresses. But we we certainly, um, I love what you had to say about your planning for a marriage and not a and not a wedding, and that's, I actually think I took it too far, and, and Steph and I were talking about this over supper, uh, unfortunately we weren't eating tacos, but uh, we, we were having ham, and ham's awesome too, so um, we were talking about it, and I think what we actually did is we tried so hard to not make it about the wedding that I think we probably could have taken care of the people that were there a little bit better. Mm. I it, it, it was kind of like, it's not about the money. We don't have to spend money. We don't have to do this. But then we just kind of 
we could have done better, you know, and, and looking back, uh, I mean, my wife was 20, I was 26. We, we really had no idea what we were doing. I was delivering pizzas for a living, and I lived in the hood. So, I mean, our wedding wasn't like, you know, I, I was moving Steph to the hood, and it was like, okay. Um, it was kind of a, a rocky start anyways, but it was more of just kind of, yeah, looking back, we loved it. We it's totally us. We had Highland Games. We I mean, we the lady at the Scottish store got me a haggis and we put it in pantyhose and we had a haggis flinging <laughs> contest. That's our style. But again, you know, it's the day was a representation of who we were. Um, but yeah, I think on the day of the wedding, I actually found a piper to walk us in, and I think I actually had fifty bucks in my pocket and paid him. Amazing. Like, okay. So it was like, yeah, for, for real. It was it was kind of wild. But anyways, that's my story, Anna Mount. See, it's funny that you would mention that about um, not taking care of your guests in a way because there's this, there's this funny, if you read wedding etiquette magazines, there's a lot of things you're supposed to be doing. But if I could, I mean, there's, you know, the song that I wanted to play when we were walking back down the aisle didn't come on in time. So it only came on halfway down the aisle. That's not the kind of regret that I'm talking about. The kind of regret that I'm talking about is that we had people come, like my husband's from Pennsylvania, so we had people come up from there. This is the one time in my life that I had 105 people, maybe 94, that re that I was really close to and I had a reason that I wanted to have them there and they were all, I mean, they're all primed in kind of their wedding mode, like, oh, we love these people, let's say nice things about them or whatever. And I feel like I wasted that, that I was more concerned, I don't, you can ask the people that were around me. I'm sure they'll have a different story. I don't think that I was all, I'm the bride, and I'm the most important thing that's happening today. But I think there was more of that. That's okay to have a little, but I think there was more of that in my mind. I was more concerned about the favor boxes and when the DJ was going to play and the music that didn't play when we walked down the aisle. Instead of being, that's the only time in my life that that's ever happened, having that many people that I love in the same room. And I don't think it's going to happen again. And I feel like it kind of missed out on just really having a good time with them. I don't know. That's my big regret from getting and, married. And we were we were so the other way. We were so not planned. Like, honestly, my wife decided the morning or the day before the best song for us to walk down the aisle was Johnny Cash Jackson, because my name is Jackson, not knowing that the song's about adultery. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be kidding me! I put it on the song. I just start laughing, and I'm like, "You didn't listen to the words at all, did you?" She goes, "No, it just said I'm going to Jackson." Yeah, to mess around. But hey, I'm out. But uh, Scott Dawson says tacos are his favorite, and uh, Noel. I'm going back to the Twitter now. Uh, Noel D'Souza says. Uh, uh, amen. It's not about the wedding; it's about the marriage. And what do you think about frugal wedding sponsor paying for the basic no fill frills wedding, and the couple paying for any frills? So I guess if your parents are jumping in, they pay for the basic, and the couple upgrade. Thoughts? We kind of did something like that. I mean, uh, we paid for some things. I don't know that it was divvied up that way, but uh, we paid for some things, and then my wife's parents paid for some things, and mine did, and it kind of worked out that way. But both sets of parents weren't really, like kind of what you said, they weren't really feeling like they had control over the wedding, you know. We still we still kind of had control over it, or my wife did anyways. And uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, I think that was a happy, or that was a good compromise, and kind of all three of us had a, or all three sets of couples, I guess, had a say in it. And, or had a stake in it, I guess, and uh, it worked out for us. And you know, we didn't get into we got into a little bit of debt to do it, and uh, that was more kind of like honeymoon related. 
And, um, you know, I, we could look back. I asked my wife this and she said she wouldn't really change anything. You know, we had a same kind of thing. We had about 90 to a hundred people and, you know, she was going for that kind of that elegant, you know, I'm going to put on a, a good, you know, a good party, a good event for all our guests that came, you know, some came from provinces away. So, mm-hmm. um, you wanted to make it worth their while. So I think we accomplished that and still kind of had fun. I think if you, I, I just feel like, I feel like nowadays people do spend a lot of money obviously on weddings and, and people take advantage of you actually when you are getting married and so that's the sort of part that I feel kind of icky about is is when, you know, I, like for example, I tried to save money in all ways and so I was looking for the cheapest price and for example, one of the places that I wanted to spend um, was I wanted to go, I was going to get my, get my hair done. So I actually just went, we went to a blow dry bar across the street from the hotel and got our hair done. But when I told a salon uh, that we were coming, I didn't tell them it was a wedding and they gave me a price. And then when I told them it was a wedding, they actually upped the price for everything. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like one of those tips that I would give to future brides is if you're planning for things, if you're you're making arrangements for things, just don't use the W word. You know, just just say it's an event, and yeah. it would be a whole lot cheaper. Um, it's but there gonna, are, it's pretty hard to do that, isn't it? There are. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> you're gonna give it away. I'm gonna be there in a white dress at your uh, hotel. Just uh, ignore us. <laughs> No, but I just I just mean that if there are you know we talk about we each have we each had such I feel like we each had such different experiences and and that's totally okay because your our your listeners are going to have ranges of experience uh, experiences as well and what the different priorities are I just feel like there are many ways to save so as long as you choose whatever it is that you choose and find ways to cut back like I called in every favor that I could possibly call like I had my friends doing my flowers I my one of my friends was my wedding planner somebody my mother made my dress um, uh, somebody baked cupcakes you know my friends were photographers did the photos my friend who's a videographer did the video so you know there's a lot of um, there are a lot of Great, talented people who are your friends that I would say totally okay. use them. <laughs> and by the way, props to your uh, props to your man for getting such air in that picture. Oh, your awesome. wedding thing, he's got to be like three feet up there. How did yeah. he do that? I like, told him he was hanging him, from a string or what? Yeah, I told him how much we spent, and he like literally jumped five feet. <laughs> Because he was up there. Like, I saw that. I'm like, I'm measuring with my, I'm like, okay, that dude's got air. Um, urban departures on the hashtag because money. If you're on Twitter, hit us on the hashtag because money. Uh, that was my kind of promo voice. Uh, looking back, is there anything that you would have added to your wedding? That's a great question. Ooh. Would you have added anything to your wedding? More booze, more lobster. Ah. <laughs> more booze. <laughs> Sandy, what about you? You look like there's something that you're thinking. Yeah, I would have had more food. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. More food, more food, uh, more dessert, less cake, but more dessert, and more time to eat it. More time. I would add more time to my wedding. We got married at six. The ceremony was 15 minutes long. I don't think I'd change that. But the receptionist said we we left at midnight, and I think I probably would have, I don't know, more food. Started earlier, and I would have had that song play. Man, that was going to be awesome, and it didn't happen. But other than that, no. I would have taken things away. I wouldn't have added. (laughs) So what do you guys think about the destination wedding? Have you ever been invited to one or, or attended one? 
I've been invited to many. I went to one. Uh, I went. I've, I I went to one. I think last year or the year before, and it was lovely. But it was very expensive, and so I actually turned down. Uh, I've turned down three in the last last year for destination weddings. I just it's just a lot of money to go, and so uh, it'd be nice to go and celebrate that momentous occasion with your friends, but. Um, uh, a lot of people are doing it to save money, but then again, sort of the money, sort of the, the bill gets passed on to your friends who have to spend a thousand bucks to go. So, okay, here's the here's the real question about destination weddings. If you get an invitation to a destination wedding, are you obligated to send a present? Ooh, the I I actually I wrote an article about this actually. The etiquette awesome. is. Um, the, there is no, there's no gift etiquette. You do not have to give a specific gift. You don't have to give a gift at all. In different cultures, it varies. In my culture, uh, if you get an invitation, you should send a gift. Um, but uh, I don't know if there's a rule. Because <laughs> I always thought, I always thought destination weddings were just the real coup. I mean, you, you put. You, you make it a destination where nobody wants, everyone wants to go, but nobody can afford it. You send out thousands of invites just hoping to get presents. That's the way I feel about destination weddings. I think they're a oh, good so you're, idea. You're sending the invite to people you know aren't going to come. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, third cousins scheme. who are seven years old expecting their parents to send a gift in the mail. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the key right there. And Rick T on uh, Twitter says uh, he's just joining in. He made their own wine, and the friends did the photography at a gift opening brunch. Did you guys do gift openings? We didn't. We were just like, thanks, but no. We're not opening our presents in front of you. No. We got on a plane and then opened them later. Nice. It's beautiful. Actually, that's something that I might add. I might, um, uh, I don't know. I, we skipped the uh, honeymoon. Because we uh, we wanted to save money, so we just didn't do a honeymoon, and that's something that I think uh, may, I, maybe I would have planned something different. Because it's nice to go away after that really uh, you know high energy. It wasn't stressful for me, but um, you know you want to go and deliberate and think about all the fun that you had and the fun that you remember if you weren't too drunk. So maybe I would add that. <laughs> See, we went to Stratford for a week, and while well, Stratford is like whatever, three hours away, and it was lovely. We went back a little while ago. We went back without our children. It was amazing. It was like the best thing that ever happened. So, yeah, I have very fond memories of my would we'll do that part again for sure, definitely. Jackson? What, honeymoon? Yes, we went on a honeymoon, and we went to B.C., and we learned very firsthand that water, water uh, blocking sunscreen... Like, you know, the sunblocking that is waterproof yeah. has to be reapplied every 20 minutes. We went poolside, first day, plus 35, and it was like, we baked. There, we oh, Honestly, no. we were two, yeah, on our honeymoon, we're two tomatoes in the cusp BC in this hot springs, and it was absolutely gnarly. We spent, like, three days in a cabin just being burnt. It was kind. It was actually kind of fun. We we really enjoyed it. But no, we didn't plan it. And then we ended up in Seattle to catch a ball game. And who knew that all the hotels were booked? And we ended up playing, staying at a place called the Bullet Hole Motel. And it was scary and freaky. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, no. Um, 
Rick T, I think, I'm, I'm just trying to clear this up, but I think when he made his wine at his wedding, he actually sold the booze to people and made $1,000 at his wedding. Well, I don't, think he, I don't wow. think he can do that. I, <laughs> I was going to say, is that legal? I'm pretty sure Ricky T just did it. At the Delta, the Delta provided bartenders and we got to keep the cash. Apparently it is legal. He sold the wine to the Delta and they sold it for a thousand bucks. How do you like that to Delta. Bootlegging, bootlegging at your own wedding? I like it, Ricky T. <laughs> That's a dollar worked, dance uh, I can get behind. He says that option... No, that option is no longer available. Yeah. And... I worked at a hotel that did about you know 50 or 60 weddings a year, and people would try everything like that, bringing in their own food, bringing in their own wine, you name it. And uh, just like food handling and, and food safe requirements, you couldn't do it. Nice. We weren't allowed to do it. So you'd have to rent a hall and have somebody look the other way or do it in the backyard and have a barbecue, right, Jackson? Yeah, or in a park. Highland yeah, Games, park. we had a caber toss. It was good. Uh, Urban <laughs> Departure says, gift-giving etiquette, cover your plate, question mark. What do you think of that? Oh, no. Oh, see, this touches on that whole... Do you guys remember, this is now back, oh, four or five months ago. Do you remember there was a whole spat online and everybody was talking about it? Some, I'm sure this happens multiple times, but some woman was really angry because she received this gift of, like, homemade... You know, jars of like make a basket own. of uh, yeah, food. Yes. And she was expecting yeah. money, and they had this internet. Yeah, I remember it was hilarious. Yes. I actually remember that too. That one, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess she was expecting to have the plate covered. <laughs> I, I had never really heard of that. No, I, cons I, cons I consulted a gift, uh, a uh, an etiquette expert. And she said no, they're they're they're. There is no expectation. I think there's an expectation in North America we've, for society has created this expectation that you have to cover your plate. But it, it, according to etiquette, there is no specific rule about that. I think cover your plate is a, a, a horrible way to think about it because um, if What's someone chooses like 20 to bucks? go... Yeah. <laughs> That's not enough. Is it the barbecue at the, at the Highland wedding? Yeah, bring your burger. Your plate is. Bring your burger, yeah. Because um, some people choose to get married at this $300 plate venue. And so are you expected to cover your plate that way? I have to pay 300 bucks for this rubber chicken filled with Asiago that tastes like styrofoam. So I think people would, uh, I think people actually, what they're choosing to do now is they skip wedding invitations. So um, my girlfriend gets wedding invitations in the mail for, I don't know, for her neighbor, for cousins or whatnot, and she just skips it because she can't afford it. Did you uh, have a gift registry, Melissa? Uh, I had a small gift registry, which I closed out after, uh, after the shower. Um, but uh, people were people were lovely. People are lovely. They mostly gave cash. Isn't that what people usually do at weddings now? <laughs> now, but not back in the day. Have yeah. I? Who's been married the longest here? I got married. Crap. Uh, July fifteenth, uh -oh. two thousand seven. Okay. Oh. I'm Ross, when did you get married? <laughs> I'm 06. Oh, I was married in two thousand and one. <laughs> Oh, very old. Wow, there you no. go. Yeah, no, back in my day, no, it was, yeah, it was half, I'd say half gift cards and half, and cash, and half appliances we didn't use, and really ugly, kind of like coastal print, I don't know, cookware, really not good. Yeah, we lived together before we got married, like for you know, five years or so, and so we had, you know, we had our own house, we had all the stuff that you typically get as your 
you know, or that you'd think about for, you know, those appliances and whatnot. So, you know, we did a gift registry and then I think a lot of people did do, not a lot, but some people did do cash and gift cards. There's a lot of pressure, I feel like, these days to uh, to give cash or, or, or people talk, you know, you have brides who talk about how expensive their wedding is and the lighting and all those other things. And I think friends feel pressured to give, you know, a certain amount of money or, or I remember I spoke to this um, uh, Italian gentleman after this, this article that I wrote ran about, um, uh, it was called No, I Don't Want to Go to Your Expensive Wedding. And he wrote in, he said, you know, and you're supposed to cover your plate and give a gift on top of it. So if, and if, you, if you cannot do that, you should be embarrassed and you should not be attending this wedding. Wow, so are these weddings really costing $23,000 or are people profiting? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I'm really skeptical about that number. Oh, we profited. We profited. <laughs> yeah. It was the haul. I think we pulled in like twelve grand, and we spent three. Like it was a it was a four bagger for us. And my wife just tweeted me. Four we were bagger. we were. It was a four bagger. Um, we uh, July fifteenth, two thousand six. So Rob, you and I are in the same year. Oh, you beat uh, me then. We're yeah. Out. Thanks. Thanks to my wife on Twitter. Thanks. Yeah. I think you got good job, there, Jackson. Yeah. No, she probably had to look it up. That's we're we're together. Like her, we're tight. So. Did you, did you, so did you sell any of that kiddie pool beer and coolers? No, we just, we just let it all just go. It, just, it was whatever. It was in a park with burgers. I think some people I think you missed out on dogs. a revenue opportunity there. Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Big Ricky D, hey, you need some wine? I like it, Rick. I like it. <laughs> well, so that's what I'm skeptical about is when you say, you know, these weddings are costing $23,000 and maybe it's because like I go back to kind of our parents kicking in some money for this. So it's not the burden isn't all on, you know, the, you know, 20 something couple. And then isn't it true that now that other than Sandy, that people are getting married a little later in life too, right? So maybe they feel like they're on better footing and they're maybe they're taking on all the financial burden. I don't know. What have you guys found? I think it's just, I, I find it really fascinating that people are, you know, you're going to school longer, you're graduating with all this debt, and then you've got, you know, right right when you have all this debt, you have these, you know, it's like an avalanche of all these huge life events. So you've got this $23,000 wedding that you need to have, and then you've got, after that you have to buy a house, and buy a car, and, and then you've got kids, and um, I just think it's amazing that we, um, I think it's amazing. I mean, if, if Sean and I had no debt, we also saved specifically for the wedding um, and so I didn't go into debt for my wedding but I can't imagine having you know mountains of debt and then dropping this money bomb to get married so so if you had kids would you pay for their wedding would you set up a little wedding fund for them no would you guys are you guys gonna pay for your kids wedding um, Seth and I was we're talking about this not that long ago actually I don't really want to think about it because my oldest is well, not old enough. Um, <clears throat> we decided we were going to save money, uh, some amount. We don't know how much because we don't know how rich we're going to be next year. But we're going to save some money, and we're going to tell them, well, you can take this money now when you get married, whenever they get married. Or you can use it for you can use it for your wedding, or you can use it for whatever else you want to. We're, but that's the money that we're giving you. And you can choose how to use it. We don't. But I don't think I'm going to foot the bill for some... No. For some wedding? No. No. Well, <laughs> that's a long I'm... answer to say No. <laughs> No, I think we'll help out for sure. And uh, in fact, I think the government should come up with an RESP for weddings. You know, so we're not, you know, give us a bit of a tax break too. To... 
I refuse. I refuse to tweet that, Rob. That is not. <laughs> we're gonna try and squash that. The answer is no. I'm not paying for my kids' weddings. Okay. Ridiculous. Or Rob's kids' weddings. Mary, or Rob's kids weddings. Yeah. I, <laughs> subsidies. Forget it. No. Come on, Jack. No. No. If the kids want a wedding, they can save up or they can go in debt on their own. But they're not taking their big daddy's money. So, so that's the thing to me. So let's like put yourself in the shoes of somebody who just graduated. Like I could, we. This goes back to that conversation we were having about this couple that had no debt except for their student loan and their credit cards and their car, the car. or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> but they had no debt. Um, but at the time, it's and well, let's let's go full circle and talk about time traveling pants too. Like you can't. There are people, and it's not because they're making horrible choices and they're just saying, screw it, I don't want to ever do anything proper with my finances again. It's because at the time it feels like this is the only time I'm going to get to do this. I'm going to do it the way I think I ought to do it, the way that it feels right to me or my family or whatever. And I'm going to, I, I mean, I can I can borrow the money, so why shouldn't I borrow the money? And it's not that it's a great choice, but I can see why people aren't going to listen to themselves from the future or to other people who have been married or who have different perspective and say, maybe that's not the best thing that you should be doing right now. I, I can I can see well, that. I remember feeling that way. People at that age waste money on a number of different things, and I don't know why you know someone going into debt to travel travel throughout Europe for a year, uh, you know, to the tune of a ten thousand dollars or something like that is, uh, you know, that's considered you know you're more cultured and experienced for it, <laughs> you know, whatever you like, you know, if we didn't we didn't want to do that, and so you know, or you can spend you know twenty five thirty thousand dollars getting a you know a fine arts degree that you might not use, uh, or that might not land you a, a job later on, so. You know, there's a number of ways we can waste money, and I don't know that we should be judging people in their 20s for some kind of silly mistakes that they do. As long as, like we talked about at the Globe, with the Globe and Mail article, that um, you know at least recognized it and uh, and had a plan on how to pay for it, other yeah. than the car loan. I think the reason that it feels so easy to judge is because because. In our culture, we've come up with this idea, and I think maybe it's reality TV, I don't know. It's this idea that this is the shape that a wedding has to have. These ingredients, no matter what we think of the ingredient, like a favor, we don't have any particular reason that I want to give somebody a fortune cookie in a box tied up with a ribbon that took three hours on a Thursday to tie perfectly. But for some reason, it's important because a wedding has that shape, and that has to fit in there. And um, I, I think that's why it's so easy to judge because you want to look at people and say, you you don't need to cut a cake with a special knife and pay extra money for a special knife and for a special cake. <laughs> and at the time it feels like you do, but I just I wish there was some way that we could just tell See, people to go back and spend on what's really important and not the silly things. I don't know. And just taking it away from the money for a second, that's really what I get frustrated with weddings about, is I've done some event planning. I used to be a musician, and I've put on a lot of concerts, put on tours. I understand how what it takes to actually book events. It's not easy. What bothers me is all of the pressure put on the bride that this is your one and only chance to get it right. Mm-hmm. And if you fail, your rest of your life, you will be known as somebody who failed at their wedding. So all of this pressure, all of the TV shows, all of the 
articles they read, all the books they read, they say you have to do this, this, and this, and they just want to be perfect for not only themselves, but for every and everyone who's giving them the pressure. And unfortunately, your typical person who has no experience planning event, you give them the biggest event of their life, you give them parents, uh, a husband, and people who are all saying, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do, they freak out, they lose it, and they try and please everybody rather than pleasing themselves. And it sucks. And that's why I hate weddings. I don't like going to weddings. I've paid people to not invite me to their wedding. Seriously, I've said to some guys. Oh, them, so much all said, this hatred for weddings. No, no hate. No hate. <laughs> it's just, it's the event and the pretense. And, and well, that's what know, frustrates weddings me. Are, like, if you look at, uh, we're, ta we're talking about, oh, why do we need this? Why do we need this? But at the same time, traditions are, I mean, that's, Basically, our, our culture is rooted in these time-honored traditions that I think, in, for example, in some cultures, they're really meaningful. It's a time for, you know, yeah, blah, blah, blah. This only happens once in your life. Well, 40% of people, it happens more than once. But um, hopefully, yes, it happens once in your life. And hopefully, that is something that you make uh, worthwhile for you. When we talk about value, we talk about, you know, studies showing what actually makes us money in terms of, or makes us happy in terms of what we spend on. Um, experiences. You know, if we spend on experiences, we are happier than if we spent and bought things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I think there's some value in making an experience that is worthy of the memory for the rest of your mm -hmm. life. And how, mu how much is it now where it's a, a bit of one-upmanship? So I'll point out the two biggest offenders that I can see now that'll probably inflate that $23,000 cost is Facebook and Pinterest. Oh yeah, the Joneses. The Joneses on Facebook. <laughs> They're a fabulous wedding. I have to have it better. You know, and your friends all kind of, maybe they, if you have a circle of friends that are all kind of getting married around the same time or within a couple of years of each other, you want to outdo each other. Or how much, how much pressure, I guess, is there to outdo each other. Mm -hmm. and maybe that's coming, uh, maybe that's driving up some of these costs. Yeah, and I, I have the perspective of somebody who's been married for almost 13 years and had other experiences that have been uh, <clears throat> important and exciting, <laughs> but but I wouldn't have had those experiences if I hadn't had the wedding. And like you can't you, you can't go through life like jumping ahead and saying, oh, I have all the benefit of this experience, so now you shouldn't have your wedding like this. It, it's it's stupid for someone like me to look at somebody, even my own self, 12 years ago or 13 years ago and pretend that that's not important to them because it's not as important to me now because it's so long ago. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's like an 80-year-old grandmother saying, well, my first job wasn't that important. Well, it feels important at the time and that's, I don't know, that's more important than what some old bag like me has to say. <laughs> Well, and when you and when you tell someone that you can get married for two hundred and ninety nine dollars, like, okay, that yes, you can, but you know that's not maybe that's not what they want. But yeah, I'm gonna be with weddings nowadays, man. In two thousand six, apparently that's when I got married. I didn't even have a <laughs> cell phone. Like, how bonkers is that? I mean, I would do my entire wedding photography on Instagram. I mean, there's no doubt. I would Instagram everything. Imagine the likes on that, like, from the stage. Like, that would be incredible. I mean, I'd do Instagram. I'd live tweet my own wedding. Facebook I mean, I'd try to avoid... No, I hate Facebook. Yeah. I'd do a Google Plus event. I hate Facebook. It's gnarly. Oh, Lord. But, I mean, did you guys see that story? Uh, I don't know. I think Huffington Post had it where uh, this cat down in the States actually planned the entire wedding and got married on the same day that he proposed. 
Oh, like, wow, no, I didn't see wow. that. You know, they were like dating for like five years, and just in a conversation, he heard his uh, girlfriend say, I'd really like to get engaged and married on the same day. And he was like, done. So he thought about that. He took a year to plan the wedding, but she had like one of these Pinterest boards where it was like my dream wedding. So he went and planned the entire wedding, oh got her down to Miami. It was like, I mean, it was a half an hour video. I was watching it on my computer. I was watching 10 minutes and I'm like, I'm tearing up. I, I actually put it on the big TV and Steph and I sat there holding hands watching it in the living room. Just like, it was incredible, but this cat was awesome. But I think weddings are changing. Like, how could you not leverage social media? I mean, to me, I wonder how long it's going to be till people hire people to live tweet their wedding. I would. Oh. I'd, li I'd live. I'd hire someone to live tweet that. I, I awesome. think everybody who who is should be reading that tweet should be at your wedding. No, yeah. or, or, or why? Why? Who else is uh, looking at these tweets of yours? Just random people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just people, think it's awesome. I, I don't know. People commenting on Sandy's wedding that the song... Like, oh, Sandy, like Sandy favorite, so favorite, the, yeah. <laughs> the song didn't start on time. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, trolls, wedding is, trolls. Yeah, there's wedding trolls everywhere now. Oh, that would be brilliant. And they're all on Instagram. Uh, what do we got? Uh, Urban Departure says, Every wedding we've been to seems to be 23K, but they're all pushing 30 years old. So, uh, yeah, that's... I guess I really... I'm kind of out of the wedding scene. I haven't... A lot of my friends got married younger. I don't really get invited much anymore. <laughs> because you're paying people not to. not to invite you. <laughs> yeah, I actually have done that a couple of times. But maybe the word's getting out. That's awesome. Good for me. Don't invite that guy. He's going to live tweet your wedding. <laughs> I spoke to a wedding planner, actually, and she said that uh, she had not done a wedding for less than $50,000, actually. Oh, wow. And one of my friends, uh, I believe he got married, and it was maybe closer to 60 or 70. So it just totally ranges. I mean, 23 is the average, so you're going to have things wow. that are way more and things that are way less. And so, ah. Uh, so no, I was, I was uh, worried we, we, coming on. Sorry. <laughs> I was worried coming on because I didn't know how much my wedding cost. My parents paid for my wedding. I, I was there when my wedding dress was bought. It was $500. It was the first one I tried on. But I don't know anything else. So I asked them the other day, and it cost it was $11,000. <laughs> so I feel like, okay, I can go on this podcast. I can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I think ours was in that range too, 10 to 12. Um, I'm, I did for under three. I know, but, I'm impressed. But really, we did burgers and like a couple of pipers and sport kilts for $100. Um, aside from venue and food, what was the most expensive component? Again, from Urban Departures. You're killing it with the questions on Twitter. Thank you, because money. Most expensive uh, component. Honeymoon yeah. was pretty expensive. The oh, food, that makes all, obviously you said food and venue. That's. Mm. What about rings? What's the spend on the ring? Are we uh, discussing that? No. Three months interest I, or three I, months? I, three months salary? interest. I like that. Three, yeah. Actually, three. <laughs> three months. Yeah, three months interest. Um, uh, I recently did a story about engagement rings, and actually, people say blah blah blah. You need three months' salary to to uh, pay for this ring. In actuality, there's a study done in the states. And people do not spend anywhere near three months' salary. No I think they actually spend an average when you have a less than a month's salary. Uh, and that's an average. It's you people are going to have spending less and people spending more. But what was interesting was what caused people to spend more. This is horrible. I don't even want to repeat it because it makes me angry. But the younger the girl is, the more money was spent on the ring by the gentleman. And so what do you think? Do, if people are dating longer, 
Do you think they spent more or less on the wedding or the engagement ring? If they dated yes. for a long time, probably yeah. less. Way less. They, they actually, according to the study, spent more. They spent more because apparently the researchers were surmising that they spent more because they were uh, they had been dating for so long that the payout this 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 symbol that they had to give had to be something substantial to prove that they were flipping serious about this uh, this yeah no crackerjack ring there yeah so <laughs> they spent more wow that's surprising I actually. I actually walked into the jewelry store. Uh, Steph and I had been dating for just shy of three months, and I walked into the jewelry store with 2,000 cash, and I was just looking to pick the right ring, and I said, that's the ring I want. And they said, okay, and it was $390. Awesome. <laughs> that was it. I, I had no idea. I wanted white gold. I wanted a single diamond. I wanted low profile because I kind of picked up on that's what she liked, and she loved it, and it worked. Yeah, three, well 390 done was under 400. Sean Bobby, was, sorry, go ahead. You no, were. that was it. No, that's it. No, I was just going to say that Sean bought me an engagement ring. We had discussed how much we should spend. He, I think he spent a few thousand dollars on it, and I never wear it. It's horrible. I never wear it. So we actually didn't get engagement rings, uh, or sorry, wedding rings, excuse me, or wedding bands. I, um, I just wore my engagement ring, and he borrowed his dad's wedding ring. So and put it on and then took it off and gave it back to his dad at the end of the ceremony. Um, but I, I that actually That's that awesome. is something I regret. I regret that we spent that much money on uh, a piece of jewelry that I don't wear. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not wearing mine right now, but it's only because I baked bread today. <laughs> you know what? My wife actually said, "Are you going to wear your wedding ring tonight?" I'm like, "Yes, I am." Right there. <laughs> That puppy was like a hundred bucks. Uh, Ken Reynolds on the Twitter hashtag because money says hand me down engagement ring zero dollars. Cool. Yes. Hand me downs like that. that was I was looking at one of those big kind of Celtic ones and you know that. Do you know my my problem is my the size of my fingers they change size. I actually have two wedding rings. One's a size sixteen oh. and one's an eighteen. So. Oh. I wear it, I mean, it's weird, I mean, but yeah, so we actually bought two, and mine were about the same as hers, so there we go, we're good to go. I want to know who you're getting the engagement ring off. That's, a, you know, like, who's going to give a, you your... <laughs> well, like, family, like, I mean, if you got, like, a grandma's ring or something that yeah. gets passed yeah. down, well, yeah. that oh, works. There you go. That could work. I remember telling my daughter that I was going to give her, she was looking at my ring, and I remember saying, well, this one, you can have this one, I have two of them, you can have this one, and Lucy can have this one when she gets older, and Seth looked at me like I had said something crazy, yeah, like I was then, supposed to die with diamonds on my hands. <laughs> and then you will have none. <laughs> no diamonds for you. <laughs> Well, guys, we uh, I think our time is yeah. up, but we should answer yeah. one more question. We should all, what's the most outrageous thing you've heard at a wedding? Let's leave on a bang. Most outrageous or kind of story that didn't work out. I've got one. I heard of a couple that ended up importing frozen butterflies, and when they opened the boxes, they had died. Oh, no! <laughs> Great idea of a... Butterfly, no, just a bunch of dead monarchs. Anyways, we had to shake the box, right? Yeah, so like, everybody's box. just kind of like, like, like kind of blow them up. <laughs> we had weddings at the hotel I worked at that uh, there was fistfights that broke out between like the father of the bride and the groom. Oh my! Uh, yeah, so uh, oh. we've had some we had some pretty uh, some pretty nasty ones. There was another one where the uh, 
the bride or the bride hung her dress on uh, up in her room, and they're staying in like the jacuzzi suite. But she hung it on what was a, like a sprinkler up top, and so it and it you know the weight of the dress and whatever it pulled the sprinkler while she was out and just like flooded the room, flooded her dress. Oh, no. So that was a big scramble. Oh, I worked on a steamship that li that lives. <laughs> oh dear, that sails on the lakes around here, and they had weddings all the time, all summer. Every Saturday was six weddings in a row, practically. And one of them, oh, they had these special champagne glasses to do the toast out of, and I broke one, oh. <laughs> so it was my fault. <laughs> That's terrible. I know, I I'm a horrible person. Did you tell anyone, or did you hide? <laughs> No, it was hidden. Mother of the Bride found out, but I pretended it wasn't me. <laughs> I don't have any crazy stories. The only stories that I've heard that are actually true stories are when brides just bawl their eyes out because they're so stressed out on their wedding, which is so depressing because yeah. you've just spent 20 grand to bawl your eyes out in this gorgeous dress. But <laughs> Oh, man. Well, there, there we go. My wife just uh, told me that not all the butterflies were dead. So apparently some of them did fly. So I'm glad that my wife's watching Beautiful. this, and I absolutely love her. I close. Yeah, there we go. But, uh, well, thanks, Melissa, for joining us, and uh, so this much. was fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk to you later. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And, uh, yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. See you guys. Yeah, have a good night. See ya. <laughs> thanks, Melissa. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Because Money is a labor of love and involved no ads or other sponsorship, be sure to click the like or subscribe button where you downloaded this from, as we'll help other listeners find the podcast and raise our profile, which in turn makes it easier to book guests. Please visit becausemoney.ca for show notes and related links.